Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. Today our topic is on lying and what constitutes lying and what it is that God has to say about lying and how it affects our lives with each other and our lives with God. And let's start by looking at the dictionary to get a better understanding of what a lie is described as. And the dictionary states a lie is to make an untrue statement with intent to deceive, to create a false or misleading impression. So nothing revolutionary on that per se, other than perhaps the word in the first definition and that of intent. We see this word intent is very critical, and it's critical because that means when we lie, we don't just do it mindlessly, We lie with intent or with a motive and a plan. With that, let's look at the word intent to make extra clear what we do when we lie. And the dictionary states of intent as being the act or fact of purpose, a state of mind with which an act is done, a violation. Interestingly enough, when reading the definition of intent into the definition of lie, it makes our act of lying sound more significant. So here is a condensed definition of our two words of what it looks like when we lie. And that is to make an untrue statement with the purpose of intentionally planning and knowingly in our mind set out in an act of committing a violation through deception toward one or more people. Now we have a good framework of what our premeditated action of lying looks like, which makes it a good time to go to God's word and examine the scriptures on the results of our intentional lying. And since all of us have lied and continue to lie, and on a fairly consistent and frequent basis, this topic is incredibly relevant to everyone who will be listening. In the event you think you are an honest person and don't lie, I would highly recommend that you especially listen to this message, as you will quickly find out, too, you lie more frequently than you think. So what constitutes lying? Well, it's not as simple as someone asking if you did or didn't do something that you did or didn't do, and you intentionally verbalized contrary information, for whatever reason, that was not truthful. Now, while these lies can certainly be complicated and take some skill to produce, these are what I would label as much more common lies. But as I just mentioned, lies come in many shapes and colors, and in fact, lies come in so many varieties, we often don't pay attention to how often we do engage in misrepresenting the truth, or just plain old lying. And there is, of course, the white lie. You know, the lie that is very clean, crisp, and pristine, those lies that are as pure as fresh fallen snow. After all, white is a symbol of purity, and so if we tell a white lie, it will be pure. And should that idea of a, quote, white lie be acceptable to you, well, you have just lied to yourself. Yes, we can lie to ourselves, and if we practice lying to ourselves, we eventually verbalize and express those lies as we begin to become comfortable with what is not true. Keep in mind that when we fabricate the truth long enough, it becomes very real, and for some, if not many, we truly do begin to believe our own lies. So what do, quote, white lies look like, or the supposed lack of lying for those who claim they would never engage in such dishonesty as lying? Arriving a few minutes late for work because you got up late and casually state to your boss, I ran into a bit of traffic today or I hit every light. Some excuse that was not real 
the real reason you were late. Another example might be getting change back from a purchase and getting a penny or two over and not returning it and deciding to just keep it because it's no big deal for the store. They overcharge anyway. Yes, you just lied to yourself and most importantly lied to God in that moment because you indeed questioned your motives and decided to be dishonest, to lie about what God set in motion in your conscience and you tell yourself it's okay and that is a lie. God essentially asked you a question based on what you know to be true and accurate and right, and you answered your conscience, ultimately God, with a lie. Again, what was the lie? Stating, no, it's okay to keep it. It's only a few cents. And that is, again, a lie, because you know it is wrong, and we told ourselves it ultimately was not. While you may think this is no big deal, Still, it does quickly become one if you tell yourself frequently enough those types of lies. You are not only a liar, but a fraud and a cheat, and that will eventually be lived out in your life in many different ways and in areas of your life that become more significant and more impactful. A few more examples. The doctor tells you, you need to lose weight, stop smoking, exercise, whatever it is, and you say to yourself, ah, I'm okay. I don't need to do that. Yes, that's a lie. You are lying to yourself and oftentimes and more often than not, there are serious consequences for falsely leading yourself to believe you are okay, telling yourself it isn't necessary. And these are just several pathetic examples of lies out of hundreds of thousands of lies we crank out regularly, whether in our own mind or outright lie to others. So it appears that we are all liars and are all deceptive and we are all cheaters. Still not convinced and presume that you are pure in that aspect of your life and that you are really good and honest. One more example for you. First off, by stating and believing you are a good, God-honoring, righteous person is also a bold-faced, outright lie. How dare I suggest that? Because that is who you believe you are, or worse yet, know you are. And that is a complete contradiction to what God says. Let's find out Romans 3, 10 through 12. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. There you have it, not my words. God says clearly, if you think you are righteous and good and you understand and seek God, you are lying to yourself. And if you have ever shared verbally to anyone that you are a good and righteous person, you are a liar. You see, if you presume to be honest and someone who does not lie, you have somehow escaped the power of evil and Satan and what he is most efficient and proficient at. And do you really think you somehow will be or have been exempt from Satan? Yes, the father and author of lies, from being manipulated and tempted into lying just because you feel you are close to God and lying is bad. Please don't kid yourself. Now let's look at a number of passages where God discusses our lie-ridden lives and what he thinks about all this. And we will start with Proverbs 12:22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Aha, you say, West, you just proved my point. See, I'm the one who acts faithfully, and so I am a delight to the Lord. But this passage does not say anything about those who act faithfully never lie. It simply says that you are a delight when you are not lying. In Scripture, we see Paul confronting the church of Colossus about issues they appear to be having with lying to each other. 
My goodness, lying in church of all places, absolutely shocking and unthinkable. Please don't go there in your mind and heart either. Yes, your church and mine are made up of a bunch of liars. And that's because you and I go there. Yes, that is who we are by our earthly nature. Is it right behavior? Of course not. Is it God-honoring? Of course not. But we do regularly fall back into our old ways. And are there consequences, however, for meandering back to our old dark ways? Of course. Is God surprised or unaware we are still living in sin and in a corrupt world? Of course not. But don't let Satan lie to you that somehow you are no longer subjected to your old ways just because you have found Jesus as Lord and Savior. If you believe that, you are believing a lie, and then by promoting that idea, you are now lying to others. Very importantly, on the flip side of this, don't believe the lie from Satan that you are not saved if indeed you know you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior because you do go back on a regular basis to your old ways. In the same way, if you believe that lie and promote that idea, you are once again lying. And this is a very common form of lying, and that of having been deceived, lied to by Satan and believing it, and then promoting those lies to others. I have had a particularly long run of buying into Satan's lies and then promoting those rotten, evil, untruths, both in my own head and verbalizing them to others. I so often believe I am not worthy and valuable to God, that I am useless and others are far more competent than I am. Bluntly, I let Satan toy with my emotions on a regular basis and all too often buy into his lies about me. One of those lies that is very compelling and really easy to believe is that of not being worthy and good enough to even do what I'm doing right now and that of preaching God's word. The lie of who do you think you are that you can just presume to go out telling people about God when you yourself are a disaster, West? You are so unfit to be doing this, and you should leave this to people who are really good at what they do and are more pure and more godly and more righteous than you. West, why don't you just go crawl in a hole and pull the hole in after you? And those are the lies that Satan regularly pumps into my head and the lies I regularly believe and own and live out. And when I walk away believing those lies and tell myself, ultimately telling God, I am worthless, I am a fraud, I am a cheat, I am no good, I am pathetic, and have no business doing or being any kind of ambassador of God, I now only used up God's time pondering these things, but am now myself promoting those lies when I tell others, this indeed is who I am and who God made me. But that lie gets even worse when I say these things to others through complaining saying things like, I can't believe God doesn't give me a better life, make it easier, doesn't give me the confidence I need to do His work, etc. And I do spread those lies about myself. But ultimately, this is a brutal lie toward my Maker and my author of my life, that He is ultimately a failure, and clueless, and unaware, and unknowing, and incoherent in what He did, is currently doing, and what He will do, His promise to me. How often do we go to others and ask for prayer because we feel useless, worthless, hopeless, and the list goes on? While our intent might be to ask others to petition God to get us out of our problem or feeling of uselessness and worthlessness and hopelessness, we ultimately need to ask others to petition God in our, on our behalf to stop lying and spreading lies about things that God has already done for us and that we are simply not accepting from Him. 
So it ends up in reality that these feelings of uselessness and worthlessness, etc., are the direct result of lies from the father of lies. Isn't it that we are most often in this place of misery and doubt because we listen to these lies from Satan and now keep repeating those lies over and over again to the point of now believing it is just simply the truth? And now we are begging God to get us out of the misery. Yes, this is what we as believers do all the time, regularly and all too willingly. We hear the lies, believe the lies, and then promote the lies, which again just makes us liars. Does this happen all the time in church? Yes. And Paul made this quite clear when he wrote his letter to the church of Colossus. Colossians 3, 9 through 10. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. You see, when we buy into the lies of Satan in our personal lives and we promote those lies to others, again, we are lying about God, saying to others, this is who I am, which is stating emphatically, this is who God made me, which is a lie. And those lies then filter into others' lives who can easily feel the same way and sympathize with us and begin to live out that lie in their own lives, believing it's okay. Problem is, lying is contagious in many instances, and we have seen this throughout the message. Satan lies to us, we are infected with the lie, and then we go and spread it to someone else who then spreads it further, a true pandemic. I hope you are seeing that lying is not just limited to shooting someone and then when confronted, not admitting it. Lies are subtle, very subtle, and easily seep into our lives through the amazing handiwork of Satan. Keep in mind, Satan is very, very good at what he does, and his expert skills of lying are far better and far more efficient and convincing than we will ever be. The big picture is when we say things like, this is just who God made me. This is just who I am. This is the life God dealt me. Life is unfair. I always get the raw end of the deal. I never win. I'm always the loser. I'm pathetic. I'm worthless. God must love others more than me. I'm not valuable. I can't change. Others have it so much better. I'm not good looking. I'm ugly. Or I'm gorgeous. I'm the best. I have it all together. I'm right where I need to be. I made it. I figured it all out. You are lying. These are all lies. And this is just a partial list off the top of my head. I know for a fact that I have exceeded this list multiple times over. And these are all flat out lies. And again, a direct lie about God and a slap of lies in God's face. And the church of Colossus was not the only church suffering with lying. The church of Ephesus also struggled. We see that in Ephesians 4:25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So what does God say of lying? Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. And here are the seven abominable things, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceives a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among others. God evidently does not like lying in any form or fashion, and considering two out of the seven 
are dedicated specifically to lying. Again, does God only mean the major lies? No, all forms of lying, misrepresentation of any kind. Let's look at a few more examples from God's Word online. Exodus 20:16, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And remember, just because it says neighbor, that does not begin and end with who lives around you. It is indeed everyone around you all the time. Continuing Proverbs 19, 9, a false witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will perish. Going further, John 8, 44, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And here we get the big picture, that dishonesty and lies are the work of Satan. And again, Satan is very good at what he does. After all, he got Adam and Eve. Satan lied to them through the form of a question. And we see Eve played that lie out by lying to herself, by saying in essence, well, it's evidently not exactly as God said it was after all. So not only did Eve lie to herself, but she also believed God lied to her. Adam and Eve made it clear that Satan's lie must be the truth. Imagine, Adam and Eve came to the point that they believed God lied to them and Satan told them the truth. Talk about a twisted turn of events. The one who gave them everything they knew and had in perfection became the liar. And the one who showed up out of the blue, the one they didn't even have a relationship with, one they didn't even know, became the one to listen to and trust. How? Just how is that possible? What on earth is wrong with us? Are we out of our minds? Rejecting the one who never deceived us, the one who gave us everything, loves us perfectly and bigger than that, and now for us here and now today, died for us, and we still look straight in his face and tell him, God, he is deceptive and a liar. Do you get on God's case? Yes, you do. Do you always trust that God is always truthful and right in everything he has ever allowed in your life? Of course you have not. Will you continue to doubt God and things that come into your life that you don't like and don't understand? Of course you will. Will you continue to allow Satan to deceive you? And will you trust Satan over God? Absolutely. And with that, let's conclude that we then are all liars. And we are all very easily ensnared by lies. And we repeat and believe all sorts of lies and regularly reject that God is the ultimate source of truth and that too often we listen more intently to Satan's lies than to the truth of God. Let's pray. Gracious and merciful Father, the name above all names, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Father, you are the author of truth and light and life, and for that we give you honor and praise. We come and humbly confess our hunger for lies and our lack of trust in you, our appetite to have more, and our daily investment into buying into the lies of Satan. Help us to be very aware of what we listen to, what we take to heart, and remember that we need to test all things with your word of truth. Help us to always be mindful to gain your approval and wisdom on all things we accept as truth 
and knowing that you are all truth. Help us to be more deeply focused on your word of truth and hide those words in our hearts and use them regularly to fight off the lies of this world. Thank you for your willingness to give us of all that we would do in complete contradiction to what is truthful and right and good and perfect in your sight. Thank you for sacrificing your son for the people that we are and choose to be as we so pervasively listen to the lies and tell lies. Thank you for your unfailing love and perfect truth to us and your slowness to anger with us for all that we do intentionally against you and one another. Father, we love you and we thank you for our lives. And all this we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.